get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With Michelle Smallman, I'm Randy Carricker. Good to have you with us on 101 ESPN. The Cardinals and Pirates play a doubleheader today. Tim Benz is a columnist for the Pittsburgh Tribune Review, and he joins us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Tim, thanks so much for taking some time with Michelle and I. How are you? Glad to be on. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, let's start with this. There were a lot of changes in the Pirates organization over the course of the offseason. New president, new GM, new manager. I would assume that even if the season had been a regular season, that what we're seeing from the Pirates is what we would have seen. You're right. Yes, that would have been the case. Um, Thankfully, there's almost an element of relief that it's not a full season because there's sort of a macabre fascination with watching how bad this team can be. And that can maintain curiosity for about a 60-game sprint or, at this point, slog for them. But had it been 162, I think the uh, curious fascination over chasing potentially the worst winning percentage in the history of baseball would have turned into utter frustration. And the realization that you're right, that they did shift some deck chairs around and, and change the GM and the manager, but with the owner still in place and the lack of willingness to spend, I think over 162, everybody in Pittsburgh would have very quickly said, wow, we're going to look at five more years of the same thing. Um, it's, in a weird way, the fascination exists because the season is so short. It, it allows you to stay clued in uh, a little bit easier. Uh, 162 would have been unbear- unbearable. Tim, I want to zero in on the managerial change. Whenever that happens and you move on from somebody like Clint Hurdle, it's because you want to shake things up. You want a culture change. So what is it about Derek Shelton from an identity standpoint that the Pirates are hoping to implement? Uh, Enthusiasm, connectivity. Uh, He's really engaged with the young players on the team. Had there been fans at the stadium and had they been at all competitive, I think he would have been engaged with them very much. Uh, he's very personable. Um, they needed someone who was able to keep a clubhouse together because by the end, Clint Hurdle could not. That clubhouse was a mess last year. I mean, they're fighting with each other. The Vasquez situation was an utter debacle uh, even before he got arrested. So I think they were wise to get a guy who was as easy to deal with for the players and as personable as he is through this year because at least they can get to the 60 games, it appears, without much incident from the players. And that'll be much easier to do when and if they ever get rid of Keone Kella because he's incendiary himself. Um, if he's healthy enough to trade, that'll make that part easier to get through the rest of this season. I guess one of the other things 
Well, uh, maybe the biggest thing that the Pirates have dealt with, there's two. You mentioned the owner, Bob Nutting, not wanting to spend, and I would think that he's probably pocketing a little bit of revenue-sharing money. But when you make trades and you move guys like Garrett Cole and uh, make that trade with Tampa for Chris Archer and don't really get anything back in return, that's devastating to a franchise. Absolutely. Um, you know, the Andrew McCutcheon deal looked like it was going to yield something with Brian Reynolds and uh, with Kyle Crick. But Crick's been bad last year and to start this year when he was able to pitch. And Reynolds has definitely taken a step back, sophomore slump after finishing fourth in the rookie of the year balloting. And, you know, they always seem to do this. Uh, whenever they trade away one of their players, it becomes an all-star for somebody else. And that's just commonplace around here. We're used to it. They never seem to get the next great prospect. They get the other team's batch of 6th, 7th, 10th, 11th guys, and then sort of spread them around throughout the minors. And when they come up, they're very rarely potential superstars like Reynolds feels as close to anything as they've gotten for the guys that they've dealt away in that context. Even when the cold trade happened, it's not like people were hyper enthusiastic about any of the four guys that came back in return. It was just like, eh, well, let's see if they catch a diamond in the rough. And some of them have been okay, but you know, very few have, have really lit the world on fire for an extended period of time. And obviously the Pirates probably aren't going to be able to spend $324 million to keep a guy like Garrett Cole. But I have to believe the sense in Pittsburgh, and I would think the sense around baseball is, is that Nutting is probably making some money for him that could go to players, right? Right, exactly. I mean, Cole was a little bit of a different thing because he was a Scott Boris guy, and you know how petulant Cole can be when he's not happy. So... I think part of what they were getting at when they moved him when they did was, um, you know, if we give him away a little bit early, at least we don't have to deal with him when he's being pouty and brooding, and maybe that gives us a little bit more return. But, you know, the, the mentality of it, my mentality with them now is every now and then just let a contract expire. Like, you know, that's what I was thinking about with Starling Marte. Like they are not fielding right now a Major League Baseball team. And you get a guy, uh, the two prospects back from Marte who are years away from contributing and uh, he's still, in theory, if he was healthy, could have contributed for them this year and given them a, at least a professional outfield. So they don't have to move Cole Tucker there um, just to get him at bats and take a look at him when Cole Tucker's a shortstop. And now he's playing in the outfield on a regular basis. So like, every now and then, if you're, just, if you're not going to get much in return anyway, draft better, develop better with your own guys, and just hold on to guys and let their contracts expire because the trade value coming back in return for them is not the value that you should be getting. Tim, what sort of activity do you anticipate seeing from the Pirates as the trade deadline approaches? And if you expect them to be active, what are some names we should pay attention to? Well, uh, the names that are being thrown around, um, I guess it's not real good news when one of the guys who's the most hotly rumored goes out and gives up eight runs uh, the day that he first appears in trade rumors. That was Trevor Williams yesterday. Uh, he got smoked. Uh, I've seen Williams and Cool, who pitches today against St. Louis, uh, linked to the Toronto Blue Jays because they've gotten to 500 on the fringes of making the expanded playoffs, and they have some banged-up pitchers. So those are two names uh, to keep an eye on. Adam Frazier, who last year won the gold or was uh, the Gold Glove candidate at second base, can bounce just around anywhere. When his back gets hot, he's a useful, especially left-handed hitter. 
Um, that would be a name to watch if they can convince somebody that Kella is healthy and you need a right arm out of the bullpen that's barely thrown this year. Um, you know, he's good when he's on. He's just a real pain to deal with in the locker room if you want to deal with him uh, just for a short time to get you over the hump for a playoff push this year. That might be a guy. And, um, I don't know, Eric Gonzalez has been good this year since coming back from injury. He could play pretty much anywhere in the infield. Good glove, better bat than what they thought this season. Uh, they've got lots of other middle infielders in the system, so maybe they get something for Gonzalez. And then the big question is Josh Bell. Um, he was an all-star last year, two of the greatest months in Pirates history at the plate, but has not been good since basically June of last year and is currently hitting 189 and at times has looked lost at the plate. But there's tremendous potential and raw power there, especially for an American League team that might just want a DH. Tim Benz from the Pittsburgh Tribune Review with us on 101 ESPN. A couple more quick things, Tim. Number one, I remember back in the day talking to Jim Tracy and more recently to Clint Hurdle, and both in their own way said, what we want to do is be like the Cardinals. A similar market sizes, obviously the Cardinals are number one here and the, the Pirates aren't number one in that town. But if done right, it seems to me that in that market, the Pirates could do good things for a sustained period of time. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, that three-year run they had, that was pretty good. They made the playoffs three years in a row and uh, won 90-plus games each year. But the lack of willingness to keep the window open in 2016 is emblematic of what's been going on here for the last 30 years. Um, now, in theory, that three-year run really could have been a five-year run. They just faded so badly in Hurdle's first two years where those players just weren't ready to win. Um, you know, otherwise it could have been five really interesting falls, autumns here for baseball in Pittsburgh. Um, but, you know, for a market of this size, I, I think the, the big difference is between St. Louis and Pittsburgh. It's not so much market size as it is ownership who has the pipeline, ownership who has the pockets, ownership who knows how to spend and what it takes to win at the very top in baseball as opposed to uh, holding on to the team to make a profit, which is more of what I feel like happens here in Pittsburgh. Finally, Tim, as someone who for many years has had a fantasy football team named the Globo Jim Purple Cobras, <laughs> I really appreciate your uh, White Goodman cover photo on your Twitter page. <laughs> <laughs> Dodgeball is an American classic. Uh, it is a vastly underrated film, in my opinion. And uh, I, I still insist that Lance Armstrong is one of the great athlete cameos of all time in that movie. So... Um, you know, much much like the much like the pirates themselves, he felt shame, and uh, that's the way it is around here, baseball wise, for about six months per season. Tim, great stuff. Thanks so much for taking some time this morning. Have a great day. Anytime, pleasure being on. Uh, enjoy the rest of the day. Thanks. Take care. That is Tim Benz from the Pittsburgh Tribune Review joining us on 101 ESPN and a fan of dodgeball, so a friend of mine. Randy, all you need to know is the five Ds, all right? Dodge, dip, duck, dive, and dodge. Dodge. (laughs) We know them all. (laughs) Coming up next as we roll on on 101 ESPN, today's big thing. The NBA decided not to play last night. Are they going to play tonight? And a little bit more about uh, Vladimir Tarasenko coming up here on 101 ESPN.